When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There are now more terrorists wanted by the FBI and the new Afghan government than there are women. No one in this administration, not the president, nor anyone on the national security team, would suggest that the Taliban are respected and valued members of the global community. I don't know if he is familiar with a menstruating person's body. In fact, I do know that he's not familiar with a woman, with a, a female or a menstruating person's body. About half of the overall increase in grocery prices can be attributed to a significant uh, increase in prices in three products, in uh, beef, in pork, and in poultry. If you take out those three categories, we've actually seen inc uh, price increases that are more in line with uh, historical norms. You know, she's forced to ride the bus every day to school and see these people, and she was done, and she expressed herself. So I'm, I'm proud of my daughter, and I'm fine with that. That is... Megan's mom, Megan, rode the bus the other day and gave the finger to a bunch of protesters who were sick of mask mandates. And that was mommy saying how proud she was of her, which just tells you, you know, there were some in, in every town square. There's the vile mother who lets the kid go up and kick the dead body of the deposed uh, leader. And uh, yeah, you're allowed to do anything gross, anything crude and disgusting and foul is fine uh, because of extraordinary events. So in other words, extraordinary events allow that vile woman and her creepy little daughter to show themselves for who they really are. Imagine teaching your kid to give other parents in your town the finger. So, Alice, I'm not a good parent. And there okay. are, and I would be fine openly having my kid, depending, using my kid to show hostility towards somebody, depending on what it was. Mm. Well, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. This is me talking about me. All right. That said, I don't go around saying I'm a really good person. I don't have a yard sign that says, hey, there's no home here, or Black Lives Matter pandering sign, 
or any other pandering sign. Mm -hmm. I don't espouse uh, my virtue on social media all the time and show what a really, really thoughtful and good person I Mm -hmm. am and set my kid up. I mean, I just feel like it's like the people screaming at Ruby Bridges or something. It's like, you know, sending... what? It's like, you know, when they sent, when they integrated schools and they sent kids to school. Oh, you mean a little girl? Yeah. Okay. And like... They, parents would like send other kids to like, yes, scream totally. at her, and so, like it's like uh, unbecoming and weird. Like you're in a neighborhood, well, but you're at the, going to school. And, and isn't that the point? That's that like the parents of some of the other kids on the bus. It's yes, of awkward. Course. And isn't that the point? Is just it shows, in, despite her, the the mother's friendly look and manner, and the fact that she's pretending that this is a, a teachable moment and a useful human moment for her daughter. Mm-hmm. It just exposes just how foul and vile she is. And it's right below the surface, and it drives a Range Rover, and it lives in a slightly nicer house that it's somehow incredible that she keeps it clean. And she sends her kids to school with all the right uh, the right lunchbox and the right backpack and the cutest slippers. And, you know, the dog has a, a great winter jacket that he wears, and it's a perfect little Pottery Barn Burberry family, and they're effing vile cretins. They're just vile, and yeah, you're right, totally. To to send the kid, the kid out there, and she's it's it's incredible. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's okay if my daughter debases herself. And you know what's funny? It's the same thing. It's okay if my daughter debases herself in the cause for something really important. It's like doing the mm-hmm. slut walk. That's right. Yeah, honey, go ahead. Do the slut walk and debase yourself for a bigger. For a bigger message. A greater cause. Right. Go in PETA and be naked in the ground and slather blood all over your naked body. While, by the way, men are simply enjoying the nakedness and they could give a bleep. Yes, that's right. I'm letting my daughter go be vile and horrific because, uh, you know, it makes me feel important for a moment. I can't act out in the way I want to, so I'll do it in this way. My child mm-hmm. is uh, is guarded and protected by the fact that she's a child. So remember, nobody's allowed to say anything about her. So yes, that's right, and I, and so that's how we get the but next like, generation even... full of Megan Rapinoe's and ugly and other um, spoiled little ingrates out there, right. vile little people, and that's all they are. Mm-hmm. And we even shelter our kids from like. The debates that go on. I mean, we don't shelter them so much. Like, we talk about that. We don't, we aren't into masks and whatever, and that they don't need to put on a mask, even if other people do, and all that stuff. But we don't, we teach them explicitly not to be confrontational and antagonistic towards other people that they know that might wear masks. You know, we say stuff like, you know, everybody has a different comfort level. And if that's what makes them comfortable, then it's not our job to tell them what to do and things like that. Like, who's we? Well, I say things like this to our kids or like, you know, if they say like, oh, you know, this are the schools having masks again this year? I say, yeah, but, you know, a lot of the parents really wanted that. That made them feel more comfortable. You say that? Yeah, but I don't go to them. Like, I could have said some of our daughter's little friends, her her parents went and were awful Mm -hmm. at the school committee meeting and were, like, condescending and horrible about the people who don't wear masks. We wear it to protect you. But I'm not going to go to my daughter and say, like, oh, be mean to that family. Like, be disrespectful to that friend's parents now. Like, it's so rude. The a good one, right? So I'll take the sons, and from now on, uh, my sons are going to have a phalanx of middle fingers at the bus (laughs) stop. You can see the bus stop right from We have Mr. Finger, Mrs. Finger, and all the little fingers. Yes, me and my guys, from now on. We're the special So they'll wait at the bus stop with the other kids in the morning. 
One foot away, of, middle finger. Instead of getting middle on the bus, in the air, just give everybody Kid Rock. the finger. Okay. They're all three American badasses good. from now on. <laughs> okay, that seems good. Meanwhile, my daughter's like going down to meet her neighbor friend at the bus stop and waving to her other little friends that are on there and are like, hi guys, I miss you. And like they see each other at sports and stuff. So, you know. I yeah, mean, wimps, but- nothing. But Scorched I don't, Earth, I don't understand wanting to have... I want to go around. Wouldn't it be so great to be them? Guys, <laughs> you know what? I'm just... Just so you know, I'm wearing this for you guys. Even though you won't wear one, I'm Tom Shattuck. I'm doing this for you. I know you won't. And actually, if next year, if during cold season, if there's no more COVID, I want to wear a mask. And when they're not saying... By the way, just it's a degree of protection for me to protect you. So just you know, I'm doing this for you. I notice you're not reciprocating. <laughs> That's fine. You can feel about that how you will, you know. Put that through your own, uh, Justin. I'm sorry, uh, system. I think we of should principles. bring in I'm vaccinated stickers for all the other vaccines, too. I want an I'm vaccinated sticker for my flu shot and for tetanus. I want and- rickets. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> which I'm sure it. I have. I'm not, I don't know what it is, but I'm That's sure. That's a deficiency have- of a vitamin. I'm sure no, I've got you that. Don't, you I've don't got have that. it. I've got that. I've got all those. Okay. Yes. Well, there's no vaccine for having a deficiency of something. You just have to take your vitamin. There's the off chance, Alice, that my dormant herpes could still get to somebody and... and So you want to go around with an I'm vaccinated for herpes? Yes, I wear this okay. for you, as a matter of fact. I wear an extra pair of pants, just in case, somehow. <laughs> There's a chance, Alice. There's a chance. <laughs> I hope there's not a chance of that. By the way, you're not... You, you're not fake newsing the herpes... <laughs> if you want to put that out there, I'm not gonna stop you. Yeah. I don't always know. Sometimes I step on your stuff and I like ruin your a bit that you want to do by telling the truth about something accidentally. Well, you can so. ruin this one now. Okay, Tom does not have herpes. Thank everybody, you. thank. Or it's not dormant. One of the two. There's something in there that's not. Right. Uh, okay, so this is um, so that's just vile, and the, the little girl gave the finger to me. That's great. That's that's great. I'm giving you the finger because you don't want to have... It's not as if these people were um, Westboro Baptist Church people who just decided to be uh, terrible. These are people who have a different belief system. And by the way, little a-hole, it's your dickhead mother who was uh, making you wear a mask, by the way. It's yeah. not those people outside. It's your psycho mother. She's right there, the psycho next to you on TV. That's the one making you wear a mask and even... Join into this crazy fantasy world. Anyway, hopefully she doesn't get struck by lightning. <laughs> all right, Alice. Uh, let's work right through them, shall we? Let's go. First of all, AOC is ridiculously beautiful. I'm sorry, she is. <laughs> I mean, I she like is. Have you ever seen her fun. makeup videos? No. Not everybody's like you, where you're naturally just perfect. You don't need any makeup. Thank you, honey. But she. Without makeup is a dead ringer for she with makeup. Yeah. That's a people, She is a, a gorgeous People with person. darker features mm-hmm. with like, especially like darker eyelashes and eyebrows mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I don't have really color on my eyelashes or eyebrows normally. So I have to do something about that or I look. I believe when we first started dating, you said that when I didn't have makeup on, when you first saw me that makeup on that, mm-hmm. I looked like a Russian boy. So... Thank we you should for probably that. table that, Alice, and never that. say that out loud. By the way, never. That wasn't the thing that did it. By the way, guys, I it was, 
That wasn't that wasn't the category I clicked on at Match.com and just happened to get. Uh, you might also like but, this American girl. But people, uh, you know, but like you do Italian but, or Mediterranean women or Spanish. Yeah, women, well, like, most well, don't I, have the right. lack of eyelashes and eyebrows problem. So right, but most women look women better. look a, a, at least a shade different without makeup because mm-hmm. makeup just highlights all sorts of stuff. Most women, I also think, including you, look good without makeup too. It's just two different looks, mm-hmm. and but it's one's always the Russian boy that you like, and <laughs> one's the adult it's, woman. That that's you for like. me to work out with my shrink, Ellis. And, and, uh... Okay. <laughs> I uh, feel like I need to. I need to. Um... Why don't you play your girlfriend AOC? No, I feel like I need to send out a a safety assurance to. Uh, Eastern European boys <laughs> listening, guys, you're not actually in danger. I don't have a thing for no, he Russian has boys. You're That's safe. Right. He's got me. That's right. Also, <laughs> she's a, a Eastern European Slovak girl. How about that? Half Slovak? Not, Is that what you are? No, I'm Serbian. That's a Slovak. That's different. No, it's not. It's the same thing. Slovaks you're all are same- from Czechoslovakia. Oh, or from Slovakia. Oh, stop nah. it, you people. This is why you guys genocide each other every five years. Because 20, 20 feet of border matters so much to you. You know, take it easy. You're all the same over there. You're generally tall and good-looking and cold-hearted and mildly psychotic. Okay, so just, <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't matter. I like uh, I like you just fine. Even the females, okay? All right. So let's see if we can unearth the rest of the show here. Let's see if you can dislodge us. AOC. That's where we are. I uh, at least this will get flagged on YouTube for a very different reason. You know, for good standard decency and law enforcement reason. All right, AOC. Yes, she is beautiful. She is. I, I couldn't. She is so like watching her say these dumb things. She is really. She can't even help it. When she's standing around, she's just a strikingly beautiful person compared to what she does for a living. Politics is not – there aren't too many – I would say we're at like a historic low for good-looking people in politics. Yeah, even a lot of the people in politics who are, like, pretty good-looking are, mm-hmm. like, a little off, a little odd-looking. Right. I mean, I've always had a – I've had a – obviously, I've, I have a, a crush on several – Obviously, I have a crush on Christy Noem because I wouldn't. Yet. I have a crush mm-hmm. on Michelle Bachman. That was both of them have a little bit crazy eyes, a little bit. Yes, yes, and I like that. I Although mean. AOC definitely has crazy eyes sometimes, but well, she, she's but... got huge eyes. That's just a thing. The, mm-hmm. the, Do you but... remember when the reporter uh, claimed that Tucker's uh, producer had put googly eyes on her in an image of her that they put on TV, but they hadn't? It was just a straight up image. <laughs> So uh, that was a good fact check. Oh, you know who else is beautiful? Who? I'm in a, you know what? If we don't lose followers today, I might as well just go right in. I'm sorry to tell you, but I'm sorry. And maybe the fact that she's evil and mean too, Ilhan Omar. Oh, okay. In the, fa- in the idea that there's a possibility that she'll stab me to death during the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, I'm a, a drawn I think to that. Kamala Harris is pretty beautiful too. Actually, for the for the for yeah, for the the, the yeah, mm-hmm. yes, I guess so. Like, but yeah. hold up, you know what? You can take take Kamala. I got Ilhan. <laughs> All right. Um. So this is AOC. She's reacting to Greg Abbott, who was uh, who had talked about the press had asked him if somebody who was who had been raped should still be able to get an abortion, and he said, "Well, you have six weeks to not." to uh, to be able to mm-hmm. uh, terminate the abortion. It's not an artful answer, 
but there aren't too many. When you're talking about somebody who's been raped and whether or not they should be getting an abortion, you're so deep into the dark world of really dark subject matter that it's hard to come out. Yeah, I thought the rest of his answer was pretty good, though, when he said we're going to go get rapists. We're going to get all the rapists, and that's good. That's that's forever been a, like a George W. Bush did that. You probably don't remember, but when George W. Bush first ran, they said that he was uh, that he came from a state where a black man was lynched and killed, and he used to say, "Yeah," and then we executed him. <laughs> you know, so like or, or the, Texas always has this thing where, yeah, but we're going to kill the guy who was the jerk. Yeah. So, so here's AOC on uh, on all this. Well, I find Governor Abbott's comments disgusting, and I think there's twofold. One, I don't know if. He is familiar with a menstruating person's body. In fact, I do know that he's not familiar with a woman, with a, a, a female or menstruating person's body, because if he did, he would know that you don't have six weeks. Okay, so obviously all of you guys noticed the two glaring pieces of, uh, uh, of um, psychotic rhetoric there. So now this is interesting to me, Allison. I think that the right, if they weren't so damn ham-handed about this and didn't look so freaking patriarchal when he talked about this stuff, and all oh, shocks, well, I think that still fine aboard six weeks. And this is an opportunity for them. Mm-hmm. Because if this, if this next election is a referendum on abortion, the Republicans could take a hit, a, a right. big hit. And that's not good because really they should be rolling over Democrats in the midterms, mm-hmm. considering Joe Biden is awful. He's horrible being president. He has blown open the Afghanistan thing. We haven't yet seen the other shoot drop on that. It will. He's been terrible on the economy. He's been terrible across the board. He's been terrible. Terrible on COVID. He's terrible on COVID. He's terrible on everything. Right, right. And COVID was the layup. Remember, he's going to come in here and, you know, close COVID down and open up your business. Those days are going... Uh, we know from our own old hometown in Melrose, and now I was talking about some towns in Connecticut now are now going back to remote schooling. Who are we kidding? In a month where everything's going to be remote. Oh, and I mean, there's people that want it that way. There oh, are people. Yeah. There are moms on, I was in the moms group in our old town, and like, they're all upset that the schools aren't asking enough kids to quarantine. They're upset there's not like more of a remote learning plan for the mm-hmm. kids that are going to be quarantined. They don't want kids who've been exposed to COVID like back in the classrooms, uh, you know, even if they test negative, they want like to go on a rapid test. They want to go longer. You know, they they're like. Their cons- their main concern is that the schools aren't aggressively shutting down enough. And aren't oh, ma- yeah. masking and, and unbelievably, it's really and- all, it's all over social media. You've got supposed Republicans like Amanda Carpenter saying, I'm so deathly scared for my child in school right now. The Delta variant is spreading. It's like, what are these people reading and only reading that they're thinking that kids are at risk for dying from this thing? I still? know. The CDC just came out and said that they had a bunch of studies that showed kids aren't at more risk from Delta than previous strains of COVID. It's just more. People um, don't want to see it. They, they, they only want to see the terrible stuff. So, like, so back to the point I was making about Republicans having an opportunity with this stuff. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, oh, man, that would have been terrible. Thank God the cap was on. Whew. Hey, then. Say who again. Whew. Okay, hopefully you're up a little louder now. Okay. Uh, so, so, so this is where Republicans have a, they've got a possible liability. If the Democrats, and they will, they're already fundraising on it very successfully, mm-hmm. make this a referendum on abortion in the midterms. 
mm-hmm. because you could lose some women in the middle, some yoga pants, wine moms could you could peel off if that's simply what it is, right? Especially if the specter of Trump is anywhere involved in this. Mm-hmm. That said, the answer lies with what AOC said when she started mentions and goes back to and emphasizes menstruating persons. Right. You've got an opportunity there to say, hey, it's the old guys here who are with <laughs> who aren't overri- sure when pregnancy begins. Or- oh, right. Or psychos who are saying, it doesn't matter. You're not a woman anyway, any more than anybody else is. You're a menstruating person. Right. Good that, luck. That's so- an opportunity because they can't stop saying it. AOC and the lefties, progressives oh, yeah. can't stop using that because- terminology. They have to. It's part of the religion. So tie mm-hmm. them to it and hang them with it. Yeah, because when this first happened with the Texas abortion law thing, a bunch of people came out and said, like, look what Texas is doing to their women. And, you know, the women of Afghanistan mm-hmm. feel bad for the women of Texas now and like all kinds of crazy stuff. But they were focused on women initially. But then they got corrected by a bunch of people like, please remember, not just women need abortions. Right. And so now like and they're so beholden to this activist set now because They've cultivated this cancel culture stuff. They have, you know, thrown people out the window, defenestrated people for for using for saying that men can't get pregnant or that this is about women's bodies or something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, does anybody believe that men want to control menstruating people's bodies? Hey, negatory. <laughs> men don't men even want to ever a- think about they want to be a million miles away. From shot out of a shuttle. Bodies. Correct. So not me, of course. Other lesser men. <laughs> so, you know, you take um, a situation like that and you correct them all from saying men just want to control women's body, which may in some cases kind of be true. And you now make all the people trying to make that point say the men just want to control the menstruating people. Mm-hmm. And now you're just a weird, wacko, crazy person. Right. But they can't not say it because their own base will come and take them out. Yes, which is wonderful, which is what we should be doing, letting this happen. Unfortunately, I don't hear, or maybe I'm just missing it, but I don't hear, I don't, I don't see a spiritual leader for the GOP or for conservatives in the country. I mean, I think DeSantis is up there, obviously. Well, oh, oh. Okay, okay, I guess he's the closest thing. I mean, he's kind of, uh, he's a populist superstar at the moment. He's just saying these unbelievable, obvious things that we're all told we're not allowed to say anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of these women in uh, Kabul now who are, are protesting in the streets, dissing the Taliban, calling them losers. It's like, wow, you've got some cojones, ladies. Mm-hmm. That is really, it's just amazing to hear it done. That's what yeah. DeSantis is doing. I mean, if you even criticize anything about the trans thing, the only people who are even like slightly allowed to do it are people like your friends blocked and reported on, on but they're that. not allowed to but do it. But they're not allowed to do it. They're canceled too. But what I was going to say is that so that's Katie Herzog and Jesse Singel on the Blocked and Reported podcast, and the, uh, I think they both have sub Substacks too. I know Jesse Singel. Oh does, yeah, yeah. But so the New York Times this week let Jesse Singel write a review of the book Trans by what's her name Helen no Joyce. Way. Yeah, which is about it's an 
anti-trans thing. What the hell is the New York Times thinking? I know. So and the only explanation I could come up with is that the only reason it went as far as it did is that, um, you know, and they're obviously getting pushback now, but the fact that it's even it even happened is only allowed because Jesse Single and this woman who wrote the book that I now have lost her name. It's like Helen Joyce something and the book is called Trans. Um, but the they're both like liberals in good standing. They're for everything liberal and they're like, we just have a few concerns about a few tiny <laughs> things that the trans people are doing that seem right. a little tiny bit odd not to criticize because I love trans people and they're great. Which still puts him in the, in the Oh, they still death hate list. him. He's still on the death list. The New York Times is still getting killed. I assume they'll apologize within a day or two here right. because they're getting all kinds of um Well, who do you think I mean the, the, Jesse Single is a huge progressive. Huge gay rights, huge LGBT, mm -hmm. a huge almost It's almost fair to say that in his writing, he's a trans advocate. Right. He is. And with the exception, like you said, asterisk, I've got some worries, uh, you know, whether about social contagion issue and mm -hmm. uh, whether or not people are getting drastic surgeries and, and then uh, regretting, et cetera. He's got some more. And then that's it. So I wonder if the, if the trans people in the far left, do they hate people like him more or people just standard um, mm -hmm. uh, conservatives more? Um, I think that... I think that the trans thing is like such a strong religious belief that you can only allow any discussion of any of it from like within the people who are clearly showing you that they absolutely yes are on your team 100% I'm from within the team I'm in your group and I just have like one tiny little concern to raise even though I'm all for everything that you're saying and that's like it's like an in-group out-group thing. Well, I find Governor Abbott's comments disgusting, and I think there's twofold. One, I don't know if he is familiar with a menstruating person's body. In fact, I do know that he's not familiar with a woman, with a, a female or menstruating person's body, because if he did, he would know that you don't have six weeks. So once again, AOC uh, right there. Um. So, yeah, no, I definitely think that it, it is an opportunity. If they can make it an opportunity, who knows what they'll do mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Um, okay, uh, let's work through this again. Uh, this is Peter Ducey asking uh, Jen Saki. Hopefully this is talked about as another Saki, Saki bomb because I think that's important. Rather than she answer any questions is that she uh, swivels her head and disses the one guy of the maybe three guys ever there who ask a challenging question. This is a bleep-eating question. There's no doubt about that. But there should be some bleep-eating questions. And generally, if you've got an uh, if you've got a a a messaging um, theme that you want to get to, then almost anything can be a foray into that theme. That said, he's got her. He's got the administration cornered with this stuff a little bit, especially since we're hearing every day. You don't hear about the streets of Kabul being safe and peaceful. Uh, is a day that they're not safe and peaceful. These the oh, Taliban right. is out whipping people and beating people and killing and people been, right now. You know, private charity groups that have, like Glenn Beck's charity group that have raised millions oh, yeah. of dollars that have 
you know, planes ready to go and people that they need to load onto the planes to leave the country, including American citizens that we left there, including mm -hmm. green card holders and SIV applicants that we left there, you know, hundreds of people. And they have them ready to go. But the State Department is negotiating with the Taliban to let the planes take off. Am I really loud now? No, you're good. Um, okay. But the the Taliban isn't letting the planes take off because they're still negotiating with our State Department, and they're turning around and saying, "Oh no, the U.S. State Department's holding up the planes. We're not we're not doing anything." Right, they're, they're doing not exactly what you would expect a, a country to do when you give up all your leverage. Right, and they're I mean, assuming that you know nobody's going to come save these people now, and the people obviously are terrified. But you know right. the Taliban knows that they have all the bargaining chips here, and. So, I mean, kudos to these charity groups that are trying to get these remaining people out. But, you know, it, our government needs to step up and do some of the work here. Right. But they're not. We're scared now and it's too late. And we've it, we've now so mangled this that all we can do now is to wait and watch it. And we have no hand in this. Watch it unfold. Mm -hmm. And so far it's unfolding now with the appointment of the interim Taliban government, which is full of baddies, as I'd say, Alice, like they say in the Mount Me pod. Mm -hmm. uh, so bad actors. There are now more terrorists wanted by the FBI and the new Afghan government than there are women. Does the president think that is a foreign policy success? Well, first of all, no one in this administration, not the president, nor anyone on the national security team, would suggest that the Taliban are respected and valued members of the global community. They have not earned that in any way, and we are not. We have never assessed that. This is a uh, a caretaker cabinet that does include four caretaker cabinet. Mm -hmm. Love it. Four former imprisoned Taliban fighters. We have not validated that. We have not conveyed we're going to recognize it. What we are working to do, and nor are we rushing to recognition, there's a lot they have to do before that. What we are working to do is to engage with them because they oversee and control Afghanistan right now to get American citizens, uh, legal permanent residents, uh, SIV applicants out of Afghanistan. We have to engage with them. Well, yeah, and part of the reason they have to engage with them is that private citizens aren't allowed to negotiate with foreign governments for, you know, policy changes on <laughs> planes. Like, we can't, and, Glenn Beck can't go talk right. to the Taliban to try and get his planes to take off. And what you've been noticing now in news reporting is that the State Department is trying to jump on and take credit for some of these late uh, machinations that are uh, allowing some people to leave, or at least get closer to leaving. It is really... Mm -hmm. It is really a total mess and vile what's happening over there. But that's the situation that, that we're in, and that's the situation that's intractable, and it's not going mm -hmm. to unfold well. And we just have to watch. And that's another reason why this president it's just sucks so bad. God, he sucks. <laughs> it's a, it's crazy. It's just it's just crazy to me that how you really did it. You outdid Trump. Trump was such a better president. And the day-to-day... A maneuvering of government. Trump, the Trump administration was absolutely sound. Yeah, and it's absurd because that's what the Biden administration sold itself as. Like the adults are back, they're, the competent people are back. We know what we're doing. Biden has so many years in Washington. He's going to listen to the experts. He's going to, you know, talk to all the stakeholders and make sure that all the right decisions are made. Not like Trump, who's just hot headed and does whatever. And I think that was like during the campaign, kind of a compelling argument. You know, if like most people, you don't think very hard about Joe Biden's whole life, but. You know, 
I think that Trump made people nervous because mm-hmm. you didn't know what he was going to do. Well, not only that, but you know, you didn't know what he was going to do. You didn't know what he was going to tweet, and you had a press that was white hot alarmist constantly. So, no matter mm-hmm. what he did do or tweet, etc., they either cooked up a story or told you it was the end of the world coming. And now, of course, they've dialed that down. And that's gone. That's all. They've all reversed. Right. Like the like the tide's gone out. Um, but. But yeah, this is a mess. And the the remember the transitional uh, inflation that we were going to see? Mm-hmm. No, it's not transitional. This is Brian Deese, uh, the National Economic Council, talking about making. And you said you said that that Biden had a compelling message. It was compelling in a human emotional way, right? Because you wanted the anxiety to go away. And here was Mister mm-hmm. Anti Anxiety Biden. He was old and foolish, but at least normalcy would be back. Well, and I well, think there are people too that don't like like the divisiveness and the arguing and they were assured by the media that if trump went away that this like constant bickering and hating every like half the country would stop right which was a lie okay so so the argument the uh the compelling argument was a human argument Mm -hmm. other human things include the daily or weekly or every other day to me they're just about daily uh, prices of food as a re- as a uh, result of inflation, mm-hmm. and I have look. I look every day at the price of steaks to hope someday that <laughs> one will be will be mismarked, as I think one was. One New York strip last month was mismarked, which I took advantage of. Obviously, <laughs> you did not or, alert the store. To I their did not error. alert the store. No, uh, and I uh, or I hope that one makes it to like the almost totally rotten rancid section. Uh, someday I want a ribeye again, and at this point. They start off at like 19 bucks per single little ribeye. And if they start to turn gray and I can actually see the maggots on them, then it goes from 19 bucks to like 1650. <laughs> but that's it. And then they go somewhere. They go away. I don't know where they go, but I'm not allowed to get them. I mean, I would still eat them if it... so so I watch these prices and I've been watching steak prices are through the roof. I can't buy any. The fact the reason we don't have mm-hmm. any real steak right now other than I got a a legitimately a London broil that I cooked today that was so rancid that the dogs were not even excited by by it. <laughs> and I grilled well, it and I put I... salt on it and it was wonderful. I know you got something that's cooking right now. So, so but but steak prices through the roof. Uh, pork prices, uh, bacon prices are way through the roof. Some other, um, and uh, but other pork prices are, are, mm-hmm. are um, still higher. And this is the administration. Listen to this. This is their genius. They bring in the economic geniuses. Every administration does to take a snapshot of what we're seeing and to define for us what this landscape actually means. This is Brian Deese. Focus on the question of grocery prices um, and the increase in grocery prices that we have seen recently over the last uh, couple of months. Um, and if we if we unpack that. Uh, one of the interesting findings of the report that we put out today is that about half... One of the interesting findings is that everybody who says unpack that is an a-hole. That's my most interesting finding. Okay, so we're going to unpack it, okay? Half of the overall increase in grocery prices can be attributed to a significant uh, increase in prices in three products, in uh, beef, in pork, and in poultry. So over half of the increase in grocery prices can be attributed to beef, pork, and poultry. Okay, mm-hmm. like what we were just saying. And in beef and in pork, we've seen double-digit increases in prices over the last uh, couple of months. 
Um, in fact, if you look at the category that uh, is grocery prices, what economists call food at home, so food that is being uh, purchased uh, to eat at home, um, in a number of areas we've seen, if you take out those three categories, we've actually seen inc uh, price increases that are more in line with uh, historical norms. Oh, well then. Hmm. Well then, if you just discount for all the of stuff the stuff that's gone up, right? All the meat, all the stuff that that you eat for a living. Mm -hmm. Well, then it, it's more like normal prices. Well, I didn't know that trick was allowed. And that tells mm -hmm. me that you've got a group of people, economists, who are trying to make the president happy, and along with bad news and lack of remedies, are giving <laughs> him talking points. Right. By well, the way, food just... at home, which is also what economists call food that you cook at home. Thank God for these guys. You know, this guy well, is advanced degree. Well, it's also a big no-no in economics to, like, to remove things after the fact based on, like, what they do. I mean, there are measures of inflation that leave out certain things, like leave out fuel costs because they're really volatile and stuff. You know, there, there are ways that you do that because there are interesting things you can see if you leave out certain stuff. Mm -hmm. But what you aren't allowed to do is look each month at the things that go up and take the ones that go up the most and not count those this month. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not how you approach economics issues. But it's funny, too, because get ready for this new message that's going to happen. Charles Cook had a great piece in um, the National Review today that was about a piece that somebody else wrote in New York Magazine about inflation, saying that um, inflation in the 70s, like we hear so much about it, and it's taken on this like almost mythological quality that, um, you know, like the inflation was so bad, and that's yes. why we got Reagan and all this stuff. But he believes that the inflation wasn't actually that bad. And he calls it a moral panic that people actually were just so worried about like the sexual revolution and the new libertinism that like that made them nervous. And so they like called their being upset, like that they were upset about inflation. That's what Charles C.W. Cook says? No, no, no. That's what this piece says that he addresses. That oh, he I says, see. like, no, they were upset that they, like, couldn't buy enough food and couldn't pay their electric bill Oh, I and see. Stuff. The, the article like, says, what if the 1970s inflation panic was really a response to greater sexual freedom? Oh, God. Yeah, they had a moral panic over inflation. Right. Like, they were just upset. So that's what they're going to say now. Is they're going to be like, oh, these people say it's about inflation, but it's not really about inflation. They're right. really upset about the George Floyd protests, and things feel really uncertain to them right now. And that's why they're saying they're worried about the price of food. That's right. just their excuse. <laughs> yeah, of course. Remember, like, I, I how it became a meme? They would joke about, like... Oh, like it's just, you know, economic malaise. So there was some phrase that was used like, oh, you know, it's economic anxieties in the what in the middle in the lower well, middle Jim, class. Jimmy right? Carter like, said the a malaise. Yeah, but malaise. I was trying to think of the modern one. They said this about Trump. Like, why would people vote for Trump? And people said it was like their economic anxieties and, and like people made fun of that. Like, no, Trumpers are rich and they don't have economic anxieties. Right. Well, like that's what we're gonna get now. Like they're just such bigots against trans people that they think they're inflation but there's really not like well i love that i love that especially since i do remember the late 70s as well and having huge gas lines which in the, the gas shortage was a different bit of a different mm -hmm. issue um but the fuel and, prices probably contributed oh no to doubt about that no doubt about mm -hmm. that it, it absolutely and and I, I remember that the cars would just go for blocks in winchester just blocks you couldn't mm -hmm. see you could pull out of my street essentially be in line immediately for the gas station that was two miles away 
Um, and it was very real. It wasn't that the, you know, oh my goodness, the Andersons are swingers. Um, <laughs> this isn't really happening. It was absolutely. What can everything. I be upset about today? Yes. Because people have more freedoms. <laughs> like, yes, no, it was it's absolutely insane. real. And I mean, like, what else could be coming too? Like, there are still massive supply chain issues. Massive yeah. supply chain issues. You see, it's something else weird is out of stock every time you go to the store. And we had better hope that it sticks to stuff at the store because I'm seeing weird like murmurings and rumors on like weird internet forums of people saying like that they work in like the electricity industry and they're having supply chain issues mm. on like little nuts and bolts and stuff that they need like problems like like how it hurt the construction industry when the lumber prices went nuts you know but if you have weird things like that where weird inputs go crazy in like your water treatment facility inputs that you need like to Mm. treat the water and it's hard to get like look how hard it was to get chlorine tablets for pools this summer and like if that happens with the stuff you need to like treat municipal water or like keep the power grid running, then you have like much bigger problems than, you know, being out of your cereal. Totally agree. And it, it is odd what's happening. It, it, the It's just, it's interesting. Uh, and it originally, remember like, when the pandemic started, it was toilet paper, paper towels, whatever, they all went away. Mm-hmm. And then, and then for a while, the, um, um, to the um, aluminum foil was gone, just gone, and even the aisle was made to look like it was never there. It was very yeah, weird, <laughs> and there was even a run at one point on clam sauce from spaghetti. Yeah, but it's not sauce. just runs on stuff; it's actually I, like the supplies for things. Well, like, of course, that's mm-hmm. why it's not there. I understand mm-hmm. that, but like the that's a niche market. That's Tom Shattuck and six <laughs> other fat guys in the Northeast eating all the clam sauce, and like, yeah. where did it all go? But there and could now be we have had like... week to week. We have had. You know, we every week, Vish Addicts, because we do very well, um, buy taco shells from Ortega mm-hmm. and um, and have taco night. And you notice that sometimes those are just gone. Yeah, but- and they were here this week, but this week there was no medium taco sauce. There was only right. tiny little small bottles. And it's like different stuff every time. It's crazy. You can't keep up with it. But it's like always some weird thing. And it could be like packaging inputs too. It mm. could be, you know, like those taco kits use like lots of types of packaging. If they have trouble getting like those type of sauce packets or whatever, then like they can't make the kits, you know. So it's a lot of it is tied to like issues Do you, in China Have you ever heard of a car, too. an automatic car named Kit? No. You've never heard of it? Mm-mm. You stay right there. You gonna be there for a minute? I'm here. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna ask you if you recognize this music. Are you ready? Ready. You go by Alice, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know this song? <laughs> Necessarily, but it seems cool. Okay. Ooh, something's happening. Michael. It's coming. It's like being in Darth Vader's bathroom. That ring a bell? Mm-mm. All right. Well, Kit was Knight Rider's car, Michael Knight's car. Okay. Remember the Knight Rider? Nope. Knight Rider? Well, you missed out. I, why did I bring I that up? So. I have no idea. Because you said Taco Kit. Kit. That's right. That's that's all it takes. Alice. <laughs> you married this. All right. Um, um, I want to get to something else along those lines. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have try to have this guy on, as a matter of fact. You may be familiar with a guy named Matthew Walsh from um, Daily Wire. Indeed. And he does, he's got a podcast along with Ben Shapiro and uh, Michael Laurie. Michael Knowles, mm-hmm. Andrew Clavin. Be careful. If we say his name, we might get kicked off YouTube again. Are there E's in Clavin? No. No E's in Clavin. Uh, well, so listen to this. Matt... <laughs> I'll never get sick of this type of guy. I'm sorry about that. Matt Walsh had tweeted out the following and has gotten a rash of bleep for it for almost 24 hours straight. <laughs> he tweeted out. Something about on his show, he tweeted out this tweet regarding something he said on his show. Yes, I said I don't like female analysts and reporters in football. No, I don't care if that upsets you. No, I don't apologize. Yes, I think women are feminizing traditionally male spaces. Yes, I think that's bad. Yes, I'm right. No, your whining doesn't change any of this. And then he, then he, uh, he, he doubled down, as I say else. Um... As I said in my show today, the same sort of thing is happening to women. Women are having their spaces invaded by men as well. But, of course, we aren't supposed to complain about that either because the culprits are trans people in their case. What is your thought on um, Matt Walsh saying that he doesn't like women in football? Um, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, like, I don't watch a lot of football commentary, but... Um, it doesn't bother me when there's women there, but like I could see why it might if you liked football commentary. Uh, because oh. mostly when you have it on, it's like guys usually. Right. So here's my feeling on this. And I've known a couple of guys. Usually they're provocateurs, usually very bright. Mm-hmm. And they love this. Usually they really like women, too, because the idea of angry women coming at them, if they find amusing. And this is a trap that women shouldn't fall into. The moment you start screaming and act like a, an anger, over-angered harpy, it means you don't get it. And you've got this uptight thing that kind of approves what he's saying, his contention mm-hmm. is saying, is that women have baggage and priors that just isn't cool as sports. Sports is not an overly, even though it is. Well, there are a lot of women sports fans, but no, I just, I understand that, but else, there's but a, I don't the, the pink hat not... is a thing. Right. There's. I'm not going to be the one who fights this battle right now. But there is a thing about... But right now, I'm a pink hat, so it doesn't matter. I don't even... I'm a, I'm a half-assed I know fit. that women spend more on NFL merchandise than men do. I'm sure they do, but that's very pink hat. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, that's a girlifying I'm confirming. thing. I'm confirming, basically. And I agree. Like, I do think that it the, these are primarily men's spaces and that women do come into them. Like, I enjoy stuff that's, like, chick stuff sometimes. Right. And I don't like guys coming in like you, I would be annoyed if you came into my space of chick stuff. Like, and actually, I'm annoyed because sometimes you come in when I'm like doing my makeup, and you're like, "What's that do? Where what? do you put that?" Like, I don't say, "What's that do?" <laughs> like, you like come at me about stuff. I don't know. You complain about how I do things or whatever. I'm sure like, it's called showing interest in your spouse, Alice. Uh-huh. I'm sorry but about sometimes that. Sometimes it's like it just feels invasive, and you just what? want your safe space to like, you put know, put a lock in your safe space. I don't take you with me to sephora or alta so you know right obviously there'd be nothing to do there (laughs) so i mean like i think that that's fair and i think that you know just like with women like if you are gonna go i'd like like to go to sephora with you next time if you're gonna go 
try and be in the boys club, then you have to like kind of let the boys still have their thing. You can't like go in and try and like change it on them, you know, because I feel like that's what people do when they do this stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I, I and I, I don't, I see no real value for it. I guess it's, 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 it's that, I mean, first of all, the, the female sideline reporters are relegated to a horrible job, female or male. They're asking a disinterested coach something that's very distracting at a crucial point when he's coming off for the, um, for the for halftime or whatever. When the bleep is hit, when the foot coach has football in his head. So the women are a guy, but women are relegated to that because women, um, you know, are telegenic. So they throw them there in front of the camera, and there, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are times that guys don't want to hear stuff from a girl. Which is fine. Well, guys like, have to. So there's, and this is why. Some of it is protective. Guys don't want girls to be in the ape cage with them, <laughs> with all the other apes, because guys are, <laughs> you know, moronic, filthy dirtbags, and they don't want to, and they don't want to have to change that. Sometimes they want to be able to do their thing, and they also don't want to subject women to. Guy talk. Now, there's no, like, if me and Mr. Toast were to get along, there's hardly almost anything that we would say that you we couldn't say in front of you. Maybe if we were at their swanky place in, in Gloucester and there were a bunch of women walking by in bikinis, probably Rock worth court, it. I think. Rock, all right. It would probably be worth a comment or two because you have to document that stuff if mm-hmm. you're a guy, I think. But, uh, but, but for younger men, like men in their 20s and 30s and single guys, I mean, they've got a whole different language going. They've got a whole different swerve going and... It's not PG, usually. And why as women, why do you want to hear it? Guys are gross. They're dirtbags. They're, they're, they talk about stuff. They objectify women constantly. Mm-hmm. So why would you want to hang on that room? Unless you're proving that you're like, a, you can roll. Yeah, showing that you're one of the guys, which you're not. And you, but yeah, I mean, like, I think there are environments that like, once you come into them, you change them. You right. can't just come in and be a neutral observer. Right. Well, you change the environment by making everything beautiful. Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. Uh, my pleasure. But I'll oh, let oh, you have your way, sports commentary with guys Although, you know, it. you realize that um, that we are, um, our marriage is officially on ice. Why? What did I do now? No, no. I've taken another. You've seen on Twitter today. Mm-hmm. Tell the people what we saw. <laughs> Somebody made an account. For it's a legitimate account for a replica Shattuck. <laughs> exactly, the replica now is now you guys can now, see that she does Twitter. exist. That mm-hmm. the replica, my new uh, wife, is there. She's more understanding. She seems like she, a nice person. She doesn't disclose thing uh, things about errant observation about Russian boys. They could destroy <laughs> my career and be misunderstood. You know, she doesn't uh, fly off the handle and yell at me. She's not a um, misandrist. You know, she appreciates me, you know, invading my space when I'm in the bathroom, applying my makeup. Sometimes you my do. My goodness. Yeah. All right. Sometimes you do. All right, S-Dog. You are, oh wait, you're not even, yeah, you are an S-Dog because you're a Shattuck. Yes. Are you good or you, uh, you? I think I'm good. I'm well set. All right. Um, Tomorrow's Biden's big speech. I just wanted to mention that. 
Do you remember what you said to me when you were really little cute and in your early 20s and we were just dating and you were in the car Mm -hmm. and I had to go hang out my brother's boat for a while and you said, do you want me to wait here? Do you want me to what? Peace out. Or do you want me to peace out? (laughs) The show can peace out now. All right. We're Um, going to peace out. We're going to peace out. Biden's big speech tomorrow, so we'll talk about that. He's uh, unveiling his plan to solve the Delta variant, which I assume is going to... Come after. I hope there are masks people. involved. I hope <laughs> another hundred days, maybe. All right, let's peace Just out. Just another hundred days, um, but we'll keep you posted on whatever happens with that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, also at Barbaral Pod, at Tom Shattuck, at Alice Shattuck, at Replica Shattuck. <laughs> and um, you can uh, also find us at burnbarrelpodcast.com, facebook.com slash burnbarrel, uh, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Gab and Parlor at burnbarrelpodcast. And uh, go ahead and subscribe to us on Rumble and on YouTube where the video versions of the podcast are. Give them your salutation. Peace out. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.